Welcome to the Art Studio Insights Podcast, where we demystify the creative process and exchange ideas with career-minded artists. We are your hosts, Adriana May and Jackie Sanders. We're two emerging artists sharing forward the advice and business lessons we have learned along our journey. So if you are not already, please go ahead and subscribe. This will help other creatives like you find our podcast and you will be notified when we drop a new episode every week. On today's episode, we are so excited because we're going to be casting our vision for 2022. We've already done goal setting podcasts and how to reverse engineer your goal episodes. But today we're really diving into the art making process, which even though we are a business minded podcast, obviously being business-minded artists, we are artists as well. So at the end of last year, both Adriana and I actually started doing our 2022 planning probably about September, October, because we filled out a few grants for this upcoming year. And that kind of forced us to plan ahead. What goals do we have set for the new year? Where do we see our artwork evolving to or developing to? Um, And what projects or challenges do we want to kind of tackle in the new year so that's the kind of stuff that we're going to talk about today yeah and as part of preparing for the new year you know which again we started a few months earlier um (laughs) one of the things that we were doing was applying to different grants one of them was the united arts council which is a grant in our area um they have something called the artist support grant we both received it last year, so that was awesome, although yes, it gets awarded so this year because mm-hmm. it takes a few months, right, to go through the process. Um, and part of it included proposing a project of what you were going to use the funds for. So it's not just a, give me money because I'm an artist and that's the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> you as great as that would be. Say, yeah, that would be so easy, but at the same time. <laughs> not difficult enough you know what i mean (laughs) like they have to put some parameters in place so um it basically had us go into some details and literally like uh list out what how the money would be used or what we were intending to use it for which then makes us plan ahead for the work of the upcoming year so you apply for this you know at the end of a year and the money is to be used in the following year and then at the end of it you actually have to report back and say how the money was used and what you did and what came out of it so it's really cool um yeah exactly and there's so many different types of grants too which we'll go into on a different episode but i think that's why i liked this one in particular that we both got because you could apply it to various types of projects towards your artistic or professional development. So it really allowed both of us, I think, to kind of like start casting that vision of what is possible in the new year? What do we want to take on? What challenges do we want to set for ourselves? Um, And really just the sky's the limit once you're forced to really reverse engineer your goals and say, okay, if I get X amount of funds, this is how I'm going to use them. And then if you are awarded with receiving the grant, you already have your action plan in place. So it really started the year, both of us finding out last month that we received it. It's nice because now we already have that action plan laid out, which is awesome. Exactly. And that's that's one of the things where um, we encourage you to look at grants, what's available in your area, because working through a grant can help you basically like submit an idea 
while you're putting together that application, give you a little bit more clarity on what you want to work on next. And it doesn't matter whether you're approved or not, which hopefully you are awarded the grant. Um, at least now you're able to execute on that idea, or at least you have a clear idea on how to move forward. And yeah, that's, that's kind of, I don't know, to me, that's like one of the most helpful <laughs> things about it is the fact that you have to sit down and go down through this process, which honestly, grant or no grant, when you're working on a new series, um, this is a good exercise to go through anyways and say like, how am I gonna do this? How many pieces, what sizes, et cetera, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think especially sitting down to really evaluate what are those key projects for the year that are really gonna move the needle in my business? What are those top priorities that if nothing else gets done, this is where I need to focus my energy. I want to focus my attention, um, especially when it comes to the art making process. You can set business goals and marketing goals all we want, but we are <laughs> artists after all. And so really thinking about almost your creative development in the same way. What new skills do you want to learn in the new year? If you want to learn about a specific topic, maybe a different medium. Um, and I think that's both questions that or all questions that you and I looked at when applying for these grants. Um, so to kind of jump in, do you want to go ahead and give the listeners insight into the type of things that you have in mind for the new year? I think it'll be good for both of us to kind of share what we applied for the grant with, but then also just in general for this new year, where do you see your work going in 2022? Yeah. So for this grant, it was funny. I definitely, did a lot of overthinking <laughs> of what I wanted to use the funds for. Um, and yeah, I went back and forth with what my rationale was going to be for it because they leave it pretty open and there's a lot of different things that, that they'll approve it for. So for example, right. you could say, I want to take a brand new course on composition and design and it's going to cost X. And you can say, that's what I wanted for, for my professional, like for my educational advancement, um, yeah. so on and so forth. The list is endless. Uh, every grant is different. So obviously read the fine print, read all the details, all the bullets, um, because it will tell you what you can and cannot use it for. But this one, right. it was like, well, there are so many things I can use it for. It's like a, giving me a lottery ticket. Like, what? Yeah. Um, in Which my is good and bad. Sometimes parameters yeah. are nice because you're like i could do anything so it's almost like over analysis paralysis of options yeah and it's not like you can use it to say like oh i'm gonna go to travel to japan just because no no not exactly like it has to be related to your professional development artistic development um yeah which again there's still a lot of routes you can go so in my particular yeah. case i chose it or i i presented my proposal was to work bigger, like way bigger, as in like, like the canvas is, is taller than me, bigger. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm. So, what size are you working at right now? Mm, For context, in case people have not seen your work, which they should go to May Art on Instagram, look at your artwork. It's amazing. Thank you. So <laughs> Shameless plug for my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Go look at her work too. Go look at her work too. Um, so generally i stay in 36 by 48 or smaller so a lot of the mm -hmm. things i'm working on are in the three feet range okay. um so 36 by 36 or smaller some 36 by 48 i definitely like 30 by 40 so it's a nice size 
but that's about it. Um, and it's only a few of them. Most everything is smaller than that, although I gotcha. can work bigger. So um, as part of the grant, basically the plan is to get these larger canvases that I've been eyeing and some of them I already have, you know, <laughs> that I've been like waiting to work on, but yeah. apparently I need an excuse. Um, so we're talking six feet. Oh my goodness. So like, it's like six foot by four foot? There's like, I think some of them are four foot by four foot, four foot by six foot, three foot by six foot. Oh my goodness. I That's mean, they're, they're taller than me. And in my mind, I'm like, if I can make a triptych out of some of these, <gasps> I'm like, there's one where I think it's, it's six foot. Oh my by three feet wide and i'm like if i do a triptych that would be nine feet wide yeah then put like a not including the spaces down. in between right yeah. literally if they were like butted against each other so it'd be six feet tall by nine feet wide if they're Amazing. butted against each other which they won't they'll still have a space between yeah. them so maybe like 10 feet um so um really really excited <laughs> very excited um That's awesome. yeah so obviously so when applying like, to the go ahead <laughs> so you're good <laughs> so in applying to the grant i was like look i wanted to create this um the series of larger work and mm -hmm. The amount of paint and gesso that's going to be involved is quite the investment besides yeah. the canvases themselves, which are obviously the biggest part of it. So in applying to the grant, that was kind of my big idea of like, I've been putting off working this size and I've only created one commission piece that was big. It was right. six foot. I think once it was put together, I think it was about eight feet wide with the with the spaces in between yeah, give or take yeah. and then maybe like five feet tall four feet tall sorry yeah. so for me this is like literally much much bigger so putting putting it in through the grant is kind of like that almost like that excuse or taking away the excuse to say like right. no you have funding to do this what's next so more on this in a minute but it's now turned into okay i've made the plan i know what i'm gonna do <laughs> Now I got to think about the time frame of it. Obviously, it has to be done during 2022 as right. part of the uh, the grant parameters. But the part I'm still like trying to wrap my head around is I am unofficially, so it doesn't count because I'm saying it on the podcast, not this time. <laughs> I am unofficially challenging myself to one a month so that by the end of the year yep. I have 12, which is really, really, really scary because it's not like working on a small painting that you can sit and in one session, maybe a few sessions, it's done. These are huge. Like yeah. it's gonna take a while to even do the backgrounds before yeah. I even get into the meat of it. So um, this is somewhere where I'm gonna be relying on digital technology to help me a little yeah. bit. So some of it will happen intuitively on these giant canvases. Some of it, once I get to a middle stage of it, will be moved on to the digital sphere, so mm -hmm. to speak, and more on that later at some point. Digital sphere to then sketch out the next steps to then execute on the biggest canvas. Because you don't want to just muck around with it Hope and know best. that, yeah, that's a lot of material involved. So yeah, uh, whether <laughs> it's digital or in a sketchbook, it's basically a to finish it up, to finish these pieces up, there will be yeah. 
there'll be a slight interruption before they're done but yeah i'm thinking one a month uh that's so we'll exciting see. i haven't and started the first one so um yeah we'll see how that goes that's so funny though because i'm realizing right now that i don't think we've actually even off the podcast talked in detail about our projects because mm -mm. mine is very very similar what? um because <laughs> yeah because granted mine are a little bit smaller but the scale that i've typically worked at um in the past so like before having a studio at art space when i was still working out of my apartment the biggest size i think i had worked on was like 18 by 18. and if anyone knows me and my work if you're watching this podcast on youtube you see the pieces behind me i always work in squares i don't know why i've done it for like almost a decade at this point i just like the composition i like it's balanced um, so I always work in squares. So the largest I had gone up to was 18 inches. Then when I moved into art space, having a little bit more storage room and also just studio space to work, I did get up to 30 inches and I had done four pieces that were three foot by three foot. And I really, really loved those. So 36 inches. Um, but that was about a year ago since I had made those three foot by three foot pieces. So with this grant, I had applied for very similar. I have a <laughs> exhibition already on the books for March, 2023, which obviously is very far out. Um, but I kind of have this vision, which the um, organization that I have the solo exhibition through, they're wonderful and kind of let me have creative reign over what pieces I'm showing, which is super awesome. So I almost... I applied for the space with my current work, but with the understanding that I'm going to be presenting new pieces for the solo exhibition, which is nice having like a ribbon at the end of this timeline. <laughs> um, so at least I know I'm working towards something, but that's also a lot of pressure because then I'm like, all right, I have to make sure I have X number of pieces by X date because they're going to be on display whether I'm fully satisfied with them or not. So that also adds pressure. Um, but with the grant, having that end goal in mind, I did want to work consistently bigger. So my grant application honestly probably looks very similar to yours um, <laughs> because I, I don't work on canvas. I work on panel. And so that's just like a hard board material. So it is more um, expensive and than heavier. canvas. And the size limitations are more strict because they only go up to a certain size before it gets like insane with pricing. So the realistically 36 by 36 is kind of my current limitation size wise anyway, unless I was getting like custom boards, which we're not quite at that phase yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, my proposal was 36 by 36 inch panels and doing a series of 12 of them. So again, similar to yours in general, one a month, and realistically, if we have to have our like end project proposals in like December, we should probably wrap up in like November anyway. January is going to be like a slower start because I do want to like plan to an extent, at least a handful of pieces in this series before I even like start. I do a lot of prep work with my work. Um, so really figuring out, okay, what is the general theme? What's, if I want to have a limited color palette, that's another thing I want to explore in the new year, kind of not related to this series, 
but it's definitely a huge, super intimidating, but super exciting opportunity to have a grant like this funding a project that you've already envisioned for a good amount of time and now having it come to life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, it just, I don't know, having that ability, I just want to kind of put in a, a little parentheses. Even if there isn't a grant involved, I right. do think it's important to sit down and go through this process that we're talking about anyways. And perhaps depending on your situation, it might become a put the money aside and save it, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, it might be like a budgeting conversation of, okay, mm -hmm. if I have, whether it's $50 a month, whether it's $300 a month, whether how it's am 20 I bucks be, a week, right? How am <laughs> I going to spend that money towards my creative development? And again, yeah, it might be an online course it may be an in-person workshop and maybe, okay, I'm going to save up for two months, invest in this large panel. And until I have the money to purchase the panel and make this large work, I'm going to do daily studies so that by the time I can afford the materials, yep. I can start executing it. Exactly. Um, and, and that's where that planning is super awesome. Yeah. And having something like a sketchbook practice, for example, I mean, that's inexpensive as inexpensive as it gets, but it kind of helps you. It kind of helps you like get that goalpost and what you're working towards. And perhaps for some folks, they might set up a Patreon or they might do a Kickstarter. Um, yeah. But before you're even asking for money, I do think regardless, it's important to sit down and have that conversation of like, okay, how many pieces are we doing? Um, we actually had an episode recently about the batch making process. So we do talk about this a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and some of it is very similar, even if it's not a batch situation per se, but a lot of the questions are the same. How many pieces, how many sizes? And also very importantly in this case is where are they going and what are they for? Um, right. What does so that yeah. evolution look like? Yeah, yeah. And kind of like, what are you trying to do differently as well? Like, is it all... Mm -hmm you want to do more of the same that you're doing or you actually want to do something very different or somewhere in the middle. Like in my particular case, I can say with the pieces that I'm doing, they're not just larger. Um, I could make larger versions of what I already do. That's not, mm -hmm. I find like that's not necessarily as challenging to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it would be a scale challenge, but it wouldn't be like a conceptual evolution or even like an aesthetic evolution. It Correct. Would just be like, okay, that's part of that series, especially when you think about like digitizing them where it's like when they're listed on your website, realistically, whether it's six inches by six inches or six foot by six foot, like they kind of show up on Instagram or on your online shop, on the same size, like the same size. So yeah, I think really thinking about that creative evolution as we're talking about today is also important of like, yeah. what boundaries do you want to push? Well, and there's there's another secret mission to this wink. <laughs> um, so part of the reason that I want to go bigger and the work is going to be slightly different of where it is now. It's pushing the envelope because I want to continue to work bigger as mm -hmm. in murals bigger yes. as in like large walls on the outside of buildings situation. So for me, this is literally the natural in between step. Like, yes, I've done some, again, I've done some larger things, but this feels like, okay, whatever that style is going to look like that I want to then present, um, you know, to potential 
clients, the potential collectors, business owners, where I might be like, hey, you have this amazing wall. Here's an idea. It's also in a way kind of building that portfolio of larger work where I can say, I've done it this big on canvas. I'd love to make a version for you on your wall. Like, yeah, a six can we make this foot a mural? Makes yeah, sense. can we turn this into 10 feet by 50 feet? I don't know. I'm right. making it up, right? But it's almost like taking it to where, yeah, taking it to where the, the work evolves to a point that it that translates well, larger, mm -hmm. to then move forward into the way way larger kind of world i don't know yeah that, no i that's think that's still marinating <laughs> especially because you really do have to think as an artist it's very strange like the perception of scale but there are certain pieces that are beautiful in small scale like four inch by four inch and even if you have the best photography super detailed and blow it up to 10 feet by 10 feet, it might not have the same magic. Like some things that are small scale don't necessarily translate to large scale and vice versa. You try to make a large scale piece smaller in a print, it Looks might not have it. that same energy. Um, even if you perfectly recreated it, it's not quite the same. So I think that's also great from a evolution and education standpoint on your part as an artist of figuring out like which styles and which motifs do translate to those larger murals. Because yeah, six foot by nine foot is like that perfect one step below doing, yeah, a six Giant. foot by eight foot mural or like a 10 foot by 30 foot mural. Like that's yeah. the, almost like the closest you could get before actually doing a mural. Which yeah. Awesome. And then there's another part of it too, which is it's very different body movements. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you get a workout. It's the tools are different that you're going to be working with uh, once you go larger. So I have like an eight inch brush that I've been like, that's been calling out my name for the longest yeah. time. Um, eight inches. Okay. Eight inch. I like that's the, it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it looks almost comical. It's so big. Yeah. Um, I might as well be using, you know, broom to paint with. I don't know. I actually don't put it past me. I might try, um, <laughs> but it's like, once you get to a certain scale, now it's also learning different tools and different movements to yeah. achieve the desired outcome. Definitely. So that's where I'm like, yes, it'll be different from an actual wall in terms of the canvas has flexibility, which not a huge fan, especially bigger, but hey, it's way lighter and easier to move than like a panel, for example, which would have yes. to be custom made uh, oh. at that point for those sizes. But it's kind of like, yeah, now I'm learning like these new movements, which I've already been learning, but now it's like learning even more, evolving it even more to be able to move it forward. So it's a lot of a lot to think about. You can't just bam, go big and that's the end of it. There's a lot yeah. involved. You're not gonna same this use the same brush sizes. You're gonna have to go bigger brushes, more paint, more gesso. Oh gosh, yeah. there's a lot more, more of everything. <laughs> when it's time to varnish, more varnish. Oh my brush. goodness. Some things you might want to like... spray instead of brush or you'll be there five hours. Different hardware. Oh yeah, the weight of the piece itself. And... Yeah, you can't use cheapy little eyelets when you're dealing with a big, heavy canvas at that right. point. It works for a four by four square panel that basically sits Maybe. up on its own. Yeah, but, not exactly but otherwise. Yeah. 
yeah so it's it's definitely a lot to think about and then it got me thinking too like you were saying of like what are you working towards i know you mentioned uh looping back to that for a second that it might feel stressful um with having that deadline coming up even if it's more than a year away but honestly, I actually see it the other way around. I I like the idea of having a deadline I'm working towards as long as it's far enough away, not like right, next week, obviously. Yeah, as long as it's realistic and doable, mostly because as creatives, a lot of times it's easy to drift and mm. just stay in experimental mode, but not actually finish anything solid or anything right. that goes together towards a common goal. It's just like, small burst of this and this and that just a hodgepodge right um, it's nice so having I, those I feel it's nice deadlines. yeah i feel it's nice because it gives you that goal post to work towards and say okay i can still play an experiment but as part of my bigger plan for this year and for this big project right um that i'm using this grant for etc i'm going to dedicate so many hours to working on this goal and if i haven't met whatever those goals are for this month then there's less playtime. like in my particular case i'm gonna say if i have well not if <laughs> i am but. aiming to do finish that's the scary part too i'm aiming to finish at least one bit canvas per month then it becomes a conversation of okay i know what a lot of the different steps are and i'm not talking varnish and hardware just finishing like the concept right. and the final layers not the finishing bits but yeah in my mind i'm like if i know how long that takes or you know kind of like i'm looking at it and i'm like i only have one week left will i be playing in my sketchbook and doing color swatches yeah. not if i'm nowhere near not. done you know what right. i mean like i'm gonna have to set your priorities exactly like i still need time to play and experiment and see where my work is going next but i also have this big goal i'm working towards mm -hmm. so there are times i'm gonna have to be like sorry i gotta adult and finish this thing before i do this other fun thing this fun thing yeah. will be the reward for finishing this other big thing which is still fun don't get me wrong but it yeah. does have a little more pressure to it i don't know yeah Figured and i definitely think I'm excited for that. I think it's one of those like nervous excitement, but in a definitely a good way because I, as a creative, I think definitely thrive off of those deadlines. I think that definitely was kind of trained in me coming from the academia world where like you're given a painting assignment, you have a due date. Okay. This is your set deadline where like right after I graduated, I kind of felt lost because you don't have any deadlines. Like you are in complete control over your creative process. And like, even from freshman year of college, you know, spring semester, your senior year, you have this senior exhibition. So like even you're making this series of work for this senior show. So it, I have personally found it hard to stay motivated creatively. And like you were saying, get out of that, just like playing mindset mm -hmm. when I don't have a deadline on the books, but that's also kind of bit me in the butt a few times <laughs> because certain like applications kind of work in two ways. It's either you have a body of work already and you apply and say, I want to show this series of work or this entire solo exhibition at this date. And you have to have it ready with your application, just like ready to hang within a week or a month or 
you apply with your current work, like this exhibition I'm doing, you apply with your current work, they understand your concepts, your styles and artists, and then the actual show, you can show any pieces that you want within if they have certain guidelines or limitations in terms of explicit content. That's the only reason they probably would say like, we can't show it. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that I get really motivated having something on the books. So I'm excited going into this year because yeah, it's one of those kind of thriving under pressure of, all right, if I have to make one large piece a month (laughs) and that's in addition to other works too, because I think that's part of, we talk about a lot on here of obviously wanting to hit these big goals, but we also, we're not just going to be making 12 large scale pieces this year. Also having other (laughs) monthly artwork goals or weekly artwork goals that we want to be hitting. So I'm super excited. I feel like the thought of getting even just storage wise, all of these panels in my studio is like (laughs) the current problem that I am currently working through. I'm like, okay, I have to fit 12, three foot by three foot panels in here need to have storage for those. Cause that's another thing you have to think about, like, where are you going to store the blank panels as well as the completed panels? I know. Um, as well as, yeah, currently I'm working. I kind of went in the opposite direction in December, just because so much was going on with the holidays. And I was like, all right, let me get, explore some new ideas and color combinations that I want to explore in the new year, but on a smaller scale. So working on four foot or four inches by four inch panel, like minis. So now going from four inches to three foot kind of feels more (laughs) dramatic than if I was already working on like 18 inch or 30 inch. So it'll be exciting. I'm super excited because I feel like, like you were saying, it's kind of that natural evolution and good goals should feel a little scary. Mm -hmm. They should. And I did the same thing as you. I also went smaller and yeah, I'm definitely ready to go back to big, but always keeping that balance of working in different sizes anyways. I don't know. It just keeps keeps your brain on the uh, on its tippy toes to be like yeah. working like, you know, really small four by four, four by twelve, which that's a weird size to work in. And I've been doing some pieces on those. Yeah. To then just going up, up, up on that scale and right. seeing what happens. I just finished uh I think it's a 30 by 40 alongside working on a four by 12 you know so it's like that oh yeah that's a huge difference right there it's like 50 100 times as big i don't know i can't do the math right now but i don't know it's kind of interesting to kind of toggle between the sizes and see what happens yeah exactly but i think having these goals that we set for ourselves are kind of like that best way to challenge us like you were saying earlier kind of wrapping things up with whether you're applying with a grant and kind of if you are awarded with being accepted or given the grant, then you're kind of presented that challenge to have to step up to your big, potentially scary goals. But even if you're not, you can set those goals for yourself anyway. Even if you don't have an exhibition technically on the books, you can say, okay, as of right now, given my current work and where I want my work to go, what would it take and what would it look like if let's say in July, I was told, okay, we have an opening for a solo exhibition. We need work next week. Set a deadline for yourself, July 1st, to have a solo exhibition ready and then reverse engineer it from there. 
Do you actually have one? Maybe not right now, but that way you'll be prepared when that opportunity comes to you or when you find an opportunity that you can apply for. I think that's one of the best things is kind of almost setting goals, even if you don't have anything technically on the books yet, but almost like preparing and training yourself as if you did. I know you're reminding me of a, like a business from business school. One thing that I learned was basically to say, this is one of those sayings, who knows who said it, (laughs) Um, better, what is it? Better to be prepared and not have the opportunity than to have the opportunity and not be prepared. Ouch. Ouch. Because you can always find the opportunity later, but you have to be ready. So anyway, so that's that's where that one's going. Yeah. And that, the quote I always think about, which is kind of similar, that's a little bit more aggressive of a quote for it (laughs) that I kind of like. Um, cause that pulls at your heartstrings a bit like, Ooh, you're not prepared. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right. Where it's that idea of luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And so it can maybe from the outside or especially from like the social media age that we live in look like, Oh my goodness. Like they're just so lucky. They're getting opportunity after opportunity. Like if I had those opportunities, yeah, I'd be super successful too. But you don't also understand like the continuous work behind the scenes and the constant preparation, not just for opportunities that might come up next week, but already thinking six months ahead, a year ahead. What will my, one of my favorite quotes, like do the thing that your future self will thank you for. What will make my life easier a week from now? If I just do it right now, six months from now, what do I wish my current self was prioritizing? And getting in that mindset of thinking that way, of constantly focusing on what's the best thing that I can be focused on. And as an artist, a lot of that comes to your creative evolution. Yeah, yeah, it does. And knowing that the goalpost will always be in motion. It's not, this whole thing we're talking about, it's all about the journey, not the destination, as they say, cliche, I know, but it's like, once you hit that goal, you're going to get another one and then another one. And it's just like, just basically through these goals setting that we're talking about, you choose the direction you're moving in and you choose how you want to evolve and what you're working towards, as opposed to just, oh, this came up. It seems like a good fit. I'm so lucky. But did it actually help you move forward or was it just something nice that happened? You know what I mean? So it's like, right. it, it kind of helps you where you're steering, you know, steering the the, the wheel. Uh, so to speak. But with all these things we're talking about, you might be going, well, yeah, but creativity wise, (laughs) inspiration wise, not quite there yet. How can I even envision what some of these projects are going to look like if right now I'm in a eh, little bit of plateau situation, Uh, which we all go through that, by the way, it's like a normal part of the creative cycle anyway. So um, especially after the holidays. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And Jackie, you mentioned, like, for example, setting some goals, of course, but a few other ideas to throw out your way. Um, And we do have a whole podcast uh, episode about um, basically like creativity and prompts and things like that. So go go look back. But one of them, for example, is to join a challenge, whether it's existing or you want to create your own. Yeah. Like one big thing that I've decided to recommit to this year, I did it in 2020, 
was setting my own challenge. It's not even for anyone else, just for me of I'm doing one drawing every single day. Some days it might be a simple square. Some days it might be a two hour multi-page planning, but just that daily commitment to, okay, I'm thinking about my art practice every single day can be super great with like reigniting that spark, not having any expectations, but like you were saying, just like that constant commitment to a challenge is a great way to like get the wheels turning after maybe a break, maybe a holiday, or yeah. whether it's a maybe a burnout after a big project. It's a great way to ease back into it. Yeah. Um, another idea is to set the time. <laughs> maybe you have to put it on the calendar if necessary, <laughs> uh, but set the time to play an experiment, whether you do this on a sketchbook, loose leaf paper, um, I don't know, a composition notebook from the dollar store or yeah, actually anything. on canvases or panels. Like you can do it on actual um, substrates that later on translate into finished work. The idea is to focus on the joy of the process itself, not the outcome. So that's what we were talking about earlier about having time to experiment. But part of what's necessary in here is to set the time and actually do limit the time, which sounds you know, like, no, but I'm in the zone. Um, simply because you do need to also have that time to finish things, not just play as much as we love play. Um, so that's another idea. Um, and then to wrap it up again, we do have a whole episode where we go into more details, but these are just to throw out your way is uh, spend time um, to contemplate while in nature. I highly, highly recommend a park. Uh, under a tree somewhere, I don't know, go go pick your backyard, um, whatever works for you best. But essentially, there's just something magical about being outside and away from yeah. like away from the studio, away from your day to day stressors, if you will, just go outside somewhere. And then just sit down and give it a think. What is your work about? What are you trying to communicate communicate? why do you make art in the first place? Like try right. to reconnect back to those things. And a lot of times that is the way back to you start creating again. And then it can give you further direction as you plan these things, like we were talking about grants. Um, it can give you further direction on what you want to do. Exactly. And so we are so excited to see where both of our large scale series go in 2022, but also where your artwork is going. So if you do not follow us on social media already, please go ahead and give us a follow um, and feel free to share or tag us in your creative evolution throughout the year. We love seeing when people share their work with us um, and really building that community of lifting each other up as we evolve on this creative journey together. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, all the notes, all the links, all the resources, they are in our show notes, uh, social media. You can find us uh, on all platforms um, at MA Art and I'm at JC Studio on all platforms. So thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week.